Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Graham, Rod Mullins talking NASCAR. And, you know, we would be talking about the uh, the thrilling Pocono race yesterday, but we've got to talk about what happened afterwards uh, with the disqualification of the apparent winner, Denny Hamlin, the uh, number two man as well. The JGR Racing taking, taking a couple hits there. Chase Elliott gets the win, not necessarily celebrating, jumping up and down about it. What is going on, Rod? Where do we even start with this? Well, you know, the best thing I can say about this probably is uh, NASCAR was waiting to lower the boom on somebody for modifying or seeing how far they could get with, you know, challenging this next generation car. Everything is supposed to be set up perfectly. There's not supposed to be any kind of modifications, not to engine, not to arrow, anything like this. And yet, when they, when they went through post-inspection at the race at Pocono after the race, they found out that the nose, something to do with the nose, gave an arrow uh, advantage to Hamlin and also to Kyle Busch, who was the second-place finisher. Now, the funny thing is about that, if that had happened, why didn't somebody in NASCAR go and decide to run down and say, hey, look, let's get Chris Bell, uh, Christopher Bell's car. Let's find out what's going on. Are all three of these cars this way? Uh, you know, they don't have a post-race inspection for anybody else in the in the garage area except for the first two and a random car. But it would have led me to if I was if I could have done this as an inspector or something like that. I'd said, hey, there's something funny here. Let's go and find out if Bell's got the same thing. Now that means in one way, if Bell did it, you know, his team got by with it. You know, they can breathe a sigh of relief today because that that was one thing they didn't get caught at. The big thing is going to be what is going to be the point standings or at least the point punishment that Joe Gibbs Racing is going to get on uh, Denny Hamlin and on Kyle Busch both because they have said they were waiting for the opportunity to use this as a time to crack down on somebody, and they said that their judgment would be swift. And we're already starting to see that the disqualification happened yesterday. We're waiting probably either this afternoon, late, maybe tomorrow. We may know by the first thing Wednesday as to what the point standings are going to be with the way that uh, NASCAR is going to work all this stuff out. I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a, a big shot in the points on both of them and a hefty fine out of it, which opens the door up to this other thing is Joe Gibbs racing you know, just putting on a, a good face right now with everything is everything just so cool in the, in the racing team that they're not worried about it. Or is this team falling apart behind the scenes? And we just don't see what's going on behind the scenes because you have this incident happen on Sunday at post race. And then of course the ongoing saga with this thing of Kyle Bush and a contract, Joe Gibbs doesn't seem to be at this point. I don't know if it seems like to me, they're not moving fast enough. Toyota's wanting to keep him in the stable, but uh, I don't know about Joe Gibbs racing. So it opens the door up. Here's another variable. Um, <clears throat> Ty Gibbs, he raced yesterday. Rookie, first time in, in a cup car, got called in after Kurt Busch had a concussion and did not meet NASCAR's you know specifications for getting back out on the track. They wanted to uh, look at him and see what happens. He goes out and he finishes in the top 15. Best finish for a rookie in the first time in a cup car uh, like that. I was totally shocked. I mean, I think if you'd had some wrecks and some other things that had happened, he might have been contending top 10, you know, top 10 finish there. But 
top 15 certainly isn't bad for the, for the rookie. So let me clarify. In addition to the fact that Hamlin and Bush, they, 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 they don't finish first and second yesterday. They're disqualified. So they, right. they don't get any points yesterday. You think that there will be an additional fine of points that they've oh, already yeah. earned this season. So uh, what do you think? I mean, you know, we're kind of asking you to read the tea leaves here, but what do you think they might get in terms of a, a point docking? Uh, they could they could be docked several hundred points or more, you know, something out of this. I'd say several hundred points, and then of course a big fine out of it. I know one of the teams has already paid something like, well, let's put it this way: the teams have already paid, um, I guess thirty five thousand or more, hundred thousand, whatever it is about the fine if the wheel is loose and comes off the car, and you know they they rule that as a as a rule infraction. You don't have control of the tire; the tire is out. It's already free, so therefore, if it's not on the car, we're going to penalize you. Okay, so I, you know, I don't know. This could be one of those biggies that could uh, could it jumble it up? Uh, yeah, it could jumble it up a little bit, and it could put Hamlin and Bush on notice that you know, hey, we've got to win the rest of the way out. We've got to win, and we're going to be under a microscope as NASCAR looks at us, and they're going to be looking at other people to see, are you breaking the rules and, and letting things happen? And, and Chris, you know, as well as I do, NASCAR has always been at one point or another, you've, you've had these teams that have fudged on the rules just a tad bit, have fudged. Some people have been just outright blatant about it. I give you a pointing, uh, pointing question right here, Michael Waltrip. When he put jet fuel in the car, tried to qualify, tried to qualify at Daytona and ran faster speeds than anybody else. And somebody said, there's just something not right with Michael Waltrip's car. And then sure enough, they found out that a jet fuel or jet fuel additive had been put in with a normal Sunoco gasoline. So <laughs> that's what happened. Did he get a big fine out of it? Yeah, he got fined out of it. I don't know about points wise, but you know, still, um, NASCAR is in this thing of they're not going to be. They're not going to be, uh, I guess, uh, left with egg on their face to a certain degree. They're going to serve out the punishment, and they're going to serve it out duly noted. First time since 1960 that yep. NASCAR disqualifies an apparent race winner. Um, Chase Elliott gets the win. He didn't lead a lap yesterday, but, nope. uh, as as he was, uh, he finished third uh, before the before the inspections. Um, so you, back to your point about the inspections and wondering if there's more of this going on. I mean, asking whether or not Christopher Bell should have also had his car examined. You know, NASCAR has its protocols. They, they have a, a set number of cars they, they look at each race. Do you think that this may lead to some more inspections after races, given that, you know, they, they have this high profile thing happen yesterday? I think it will. I think it may lead to more uh, more people being subjected to, uh, you know, checks and finding out what's going on. You know, obviously this thing must have slipped through. Here's here's another question: How did this thing slip through pre race inspection? Okay, they all have to go through a pre race inspection, not just one car, but all of them. They have to go through. It's it's all laser. Everything is done laser wise when it checks on the measurements of the car. They go through and they look at everything and they check everything out. Why didn't the laser pick it up? If there was a modification done to the nose on the car, why didn't the laser pick it up? It could have been, you know, operator error. I don't know what it could have been, but something happened between the time that they finished with pre-race inspection till the time they got it out there on the track. Now, did they do something in the garage area? Could have, who knows what they could have done. I don't know if they could have done it during the race. If they could have put something on the car, 
during the race. If they do, they're going to have obviously some kind of video or they should have some kind of video of these pit stops as to what they do. So I think that's one reason why Joe Gibbs racing is not going to go and appeal uh, this judgment from NASCAR, they're just going to go ahead and go with it. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have expected anything less from Joe Gibbs because, you know, it's like, you know, if you do the crime, you're going to, you're going to pay the time out of it. That's sort of the way he's always been. If it's football coach or even uh, a NASCAR team owner, uh, that's the sort of thing he's, he's been about it. He wants to do it honestly, but you know, you can be the figurehead and not know what's going on down below as everything goes down through there. It suggests that their team did their internal review and decided that, hey, whatever they're saying we did, we did. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the only thing you can conclude there because otherwise they would be fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah, and I wonder too, honestly, I wonder who's going to be unemployed after this. Uh, that's that's a big question mark that just came into my mind here later today. I, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, hey, who on this team is either going to be punished, penalized, or for that matter, fired and got rid of out of this because, you know, this is a big deal. They had a win, no doubt about it. The front two Gibbs cars, they were going to come away and they were going to have a banner day after having, well, I feel like it's been a dismal season for them. They've not had that good of a season. Likewise, Stuart Haas racing didn't think they, you know, were going to have uh, a very good season this year and they've shown bright spots and Kevin Harvick on his way to maybe a top five finish yesterday before he got collected in a race. So it's showing some of this stuff that, you know, there's problems out there and you're wondering, all right, who's the guillotine going to fall on and chop head off this time around. And so we may hear about it. We may not hear about it. There may be some shuffling done on the teams, especially this week before they get to Indianapolis, who knows what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, this is serious. This is one of those serious things that, uh, you know, forget about the Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain incident yesterday. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things of where, uh, Denny Hamlin said, you know, I gave him room and then he ran out of room and that's all I can say about it. But I also have to say back to Denny Hamlin too. Here's another example of karma. You go and something, you say something, or you do something, it's going to come back sooner or later and bite you. And that's the reason why some of these drivers need to just, you know, let it go. Don't get out there and brag too much. Just get out there and do the job they're supposed to do and everything and let their driving do the talking more so than doing the talking in the pits, post-race or pre-race, however they want to do it. You know, the, the fact that it's two guys, two cars on the same team, uh, same thing happened to both cars. The, these weren't two, these weren't two accidents. These weren't two happenstances. No. This is not a coincidence. No, um, this is somebody in the garage higher up in Joe Gibbs racing. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's what, that's what that, the heads are that are going to roll. It's going to be interesting to see, uh, who, who higher up there. Uh, this is above the crew chief level. You, yeah. I mean, right. Am I, am I misreading this? It's, it's somewhere in team operations, you know, yeah. somewhere in the team operations of somebody, uh, you know, they've got, a, they've got a couple of things of car chiefs and uh -huh. the car chief is in charge of, you know, making sure everything is set. They've got the right parts. They've got all these things together. Then you got the crew chief that takes care of things during the course of the race. And also about, you know, pit stops, timing, different things like that. So yeah, the, the car chief, whoever that car chief may be on that team, that's the one either is going to be heavily punished out of it, or it's going to lose a job out of it. 
that's going to be the one that's going to go and you they'll be suspended but it's also going to fall on the the shoulders of the crew chief too they may even be suspended so many races too and they're going to have to pick somebody else out to run the team and go with this uh or you know they're just sitting ducks they're just going to be lame duck you know drivers out there for the next couple of weeks what's going to happen yeah and you're, you're we're talking i guess there's five races left until the playoff cut right um two guys who are very much in the in the running for playoffs and you're talking about we don't know what the the a few uh, the additional penalties will be here you know potentially lots of points taken away etc i mean this could have a huge impact on the playoff uh field uh depending on what nascar decides to do yeah it could and you know uh right now let me let me put it to you this way chase elliott with the win five regular season uh races remaining Elliott still leads the point standings with a 100-point advantage on Ross Chastain, 108-point advantage on Ryan Blaney, of course, who was involved in an incident yesterday. But, uh, yeah, even though I, th- I think I had it here just a second ago, and let me go and I'll pull it back up again of the uh, playoff standings of post-Pocono, and we'll go over them a little bit right here. Like, for example, uh, right now number 16 is Austin Sendrick. He had a great run yesterday, was running really well. Um, Alex Bowman, one of the Hendrick drivers, he's in 15th. Then you've got Chase Briscoe in 14th. Then you have Daniel Suarez in 13th. You know, this all changed some things yesterday too. It kind of moved him up a little bit more and kind of helped him out, uh, because he ended up finishing, uh, right behind or not far behind Chase Elliott in the, in the race. And so that's good points for him, but he's still going to have to come up with another win somewhere in there to kind of solidify his point. Kurt Busch is one that's going to hurt right now, even though he was out of the race car yesterday because of the, you know, supposed concussion. He didn't race and everything. He wasn't medically cleared due to concussion-like symptoms. Uh, you know, this is one of those things. If he's out another week, this could hurt him unless they put Ty Gibbs back in the car again and let him run. Reddick is in 11th. Kyle Busch is in 10th. Now, Kyle had placed uh, fourth in stage one, won stage two, and then finished the runner-up overall, but then he was disqualified, moved to 36th on the result sheets. It only gave him one point, but that's not including what all is going to happen when they go and they pass down whatever the uh, the infraction will be of the penalty points and also the uh, the money that's going to be involved in that too. So, you know, that's just a, a rundown right there. And then Christopher Bell is in ninth. Denny Hamlin in eighth, he walked away with just two points yesterday, just out of the, out of the finish himself. And who knows that could be 202 points, or it could be 302 points. Who knows what's going to happen by the time they decide Martin Truex is seventh, Ryan Blaney, sixth, Kyle Larson in fifth. Then you've got William Byron, Joey Logano in third, Ross Chastain in second. Then of course, like I said, Chase Elliott is in first place with 2,040 points. So, you know, all the Hendrick drivers are in the top 16. You know, you look at that right there, Larson, Elliott, Bowman, and then Brian, uh, Byron, they're all four in there. And that's exactly what Rick Hendrick wants, but you only have just a few drivers in here from Stuart Haas. You've only got, uh, Chase Briscoe. Uh, he's the only one in there from, uh, from that team that's uh, running even in contention for points. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to call here before the season's over with. Uh, again, I'm back to this same thing. Somebody's going to have to win some races, and they're going to have to win more than just one race to at least get a lock on this and get into this uh, this whole playoff. You know, I'm looking at NASCAR's, um, the NASCAR.com standings, 
and it looks like they may have already updated the numbers. Um, I'm wondering about that, so I'll, I'll, I should leave that because I've, I see Denny Hamlin all the way down to 21st now. Whoa. Uh, I, I see him with 443 points now. Um, now, let's see here. I'm going to look myself now that you've mentioned that. Of course, we're talking on a podcast and everything's going to be already post, but at least we yet. can look at this. We can look at this and at least try to come up with a, an idea of what's going on and stuff. So let's see here. I'm looking at playoff standings post Pocono. Is that what you're looking at? I'm looking at, yeah, I'm on NASCAR.com. Um, and I'm looking at the, um, driver standings and it shows Elliot with four wins and 787 points. Okay. Staying in second, Logano third. Oh, let's see. Well, the, yeah, here we go. Chastain second, Blaney third, Larson fourth, all the way down. And then I go down and see. I see it now. Denny Hamlin. It's got uh, Denny Hamlin there. Uh, Chase Elliott in first, Ross Chastain in second. Uh, then of course it's got, uh, the rest of the drivers in there. Pretty much Kyle Larson was in fourth, Ryan Blaney's in there in third. And yeah, it looks like 21st right out there beside of Denny Hamlin. That, he's and lost, he's lost some points. <laughs> if that's the case, he has lost some points. He's he lost. is down from, uh, he's down what they have now of t uh, 2012 points. They show that he's got plus or minus, you oh. know, right in there, but I, you know, zero. But, uh, you know, I still, I, right here, I don't know. The cutoff is at Austin Cendrick right here. He's still in the playoff picture. I think that they've got him. Um, they've still got the playoff picture here exactly the way it should be right now. Even though it shows Denny Hamlin, it says position 21. I don't know what that means at this point, yeah. but uh, that could change before tomorrow, though, or change by Wednesday at least. Okay, okay. Well, we'll uh... – We'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. I mean, we'll probably be next week before we can all sort this out, but yeah. Um, any other takeaways, uh, from yesterday and maybe let's get ready for next week as well. Well, I, I think that the, uh, I think that the Hamlin and, uh, Ross Chastain feud is, is burning even more. I believe it's smoldering even more. And, uh, uh, Denny Hamlin wasn't, you know, he was kind of, uh, Let's go. Let's, let's just forget about it and just go on. That's the way he feels about it. You know, he's, he's not worried, but Chastain, they went to Chastain, interviewed him in the pits and Chastain had this grin on his face. He had just, just this massive Cheshire cat grin on his face. It's like, is this thing over? He says, I don't know. You ask him, you know, it's kind of like, you know, okay. But now it wasn't a dirty move is what Denny Hamlin did. I've not been very positive on Denny Hamlin at times for different things, but I'm just going to put it this way. You stick your nose in where it doesn't belong and you're coming out of a turn and you're trying to hold your line and you have to give and you're up against the wall. You're going to hit the wall is what's going to happen. And that's what happened. It was a clean racing move. Denny Hamlin didn't touch him. There wasn't any kind of contact like that, but you know, most of the NBC announcers yesterday for on the USA network, most of them said, Hey, this was a racing related, you know, move. There's nothing that was dirty about it or anything like that. Should he have made the move? Yeah. Denny Hamlin didn't have, you know, anything else left to lose out of it, except for try to move Ross Chastain out of the way. And it just happened to be that way. But others could say too, what about Chase Elliott and and Denny Hamlin, you know, that could have been, you know, there's still probably some blood there between those two. Um, who knows? 
Um, you know, that's one of the takeaways I got out of it from yesterday is this thing is far from over this feud between Chastain and Denny Hamlin. But it also leads me to question, too, are things really good at Joe Gibbs Racing right now? Uh, I really have to wonder that because here is a team that at one point or another in the past few years has been one of the top teams on the circuit. And it seems like this year they haven't been able to get it all together. They have lacked on certain things. Christopher Bell's won a race. Yeah, I know. Kyle Busch won a race, but it wasn't a dominating race. Denny Hamlin's won a race, but then he also won a race and had it taken away from him. But there's something going on there. Martin Truex hasn't had a win this year. Uh, Martin Truex is looking for a win. Um, but, you know, makes me wonder out of that whole group. Yeah, there's another one. Uh, what about Truex? What did Truex know? Did they have a you know something added onto the nose there on Truex's car? And that NASCAR has just grabbed those two and said, okay, we're just going to serve serve notice to you from here on out. You try to pull this stunt again, this is what's going to happen to you. Uh, it's it's left wide open, I think, especially here with five races to go in the playoffs before the playoffs start. Um, I think NASCAR is going to start cracking down, and I think they're going to crack down a whole lot more than just what they did this past Sunday at Pocono. It'll be fun to see. Uh, We have to keep our our eyes peeled. Um, We'll try to report on this on Augusta Free Press as well. I know Sunday uh, at the uh, Brickyard, a road course race. So uh, we just had it as a road course race relatively recently, right? So. um, What 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 can the drivers glean from what they just did recently and take to the brickyard to road course? Well, it's it's a little bit of a different road course at the brickyard. It's uh, got some more fancy turns in it, if you want to really say that. Kevin Harvick hates it. He doesn't like it at all. He just says, you know, uh, I wish we'd just go back to racing around, you know, around the track again and just forget about this road race stuff. But uh, last year was one of the better road races, uh, I think, that they had on the circuit. And by the way, um, if people don't already know it by now, the the big news last week, and that was Chicago has been awarded a street race for 2023. A and that's going to contract, re- right? A three-year contract. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to replace Road America. So, you know, you came away from Road America with a little bit of controversy here a couple of weeks ago with the way some of the drivers were racing each other there. And I don't know if they just, you know, didn't feel like they had enough crowd there or they had enough. But, hey, if you're going to be in a major market and you're opening the door up to go and you're going to race in the streets of Chicago, especially around Grant Park and there around the fountain close to Soldier Field and different places, uh, you know, hey, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, I just I think it was unfortunate, though, the reputation Chicago's gotten. One of the other sports writers that I know that covers NASCAR, he put a picture out of the NASCAR uh, car that's going to be allowed at Chicago for next year, and it was covered with machine guns and bulletproof armor all around the the NASCAR cars because of Chicago's reputation, the way that Chicago has been here in the last uh, few years and everything. Of It seems like it's an old west town is what it reminds you of, gun violence everywhere, but you know, I think it's a great opportunity for Chicago to at least get in the positive spotlight for once. And I think it's going to be good for them, but getting back to this race at Indy this, uh, this coming week, um, I'm telling you uh, wide open. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, I'm going to say AJ Allmendinger. 
He's going to be racing, and I really have to think Allman Nigger may come up, come away with a with a win. He did last year in the Xfinity Series. He wanted one so bad in the in the Cup Series last year, didn't get it. But I think he's going to be poised to try to make a run on it. Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, both of those guys running road courses. Chase Elliott's looking forward to it. I know he is, but uh, right back at the same thing again. You win a race like this, and now the eyes are going to be on you a little bit more. And I wonder how many eyes are going to be on every one of the teams uh, there in the uh, in pre-race inspection and post-race inspection. Got to remember, too, hey, uh, Chase Elliott and also Ty Dillon got hit with pre-race inspection penalties on uh, Saturday or Sunday. Saturday, I think, is when it was. And they got hit with some pre-race penalties. Uh, inspection failures. So NASCAR's looking, it's not just for Joe Gibbs. They're looking for everybody. If somebody is doing something they shouldn't be doing, we're going to find out. And I think NASCAR is ready to, uh, as the old saying is pin the balls to the wall, I think is what they're going to end up doing. Keep your eyes peeled for news. Uh, there's gonna be a lot coming out of NASCAR yep. these next few days, even bef- between races here. So, uh, We'll try to keep you updated on Augusta Free Press. Rod, as always, thank you for your time and your insight. I appreciate it. A lot of controversy and a lot of different things talking about today. But, hey, it just makes your mind wonder is what's going to happen before this season is over with. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can and will happen on that in the NASCAR circuit. Thank you for listening out there. We appreciate your time. Have a great day, everybody.